When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Hey, what's yeah. up? All right, go. Okay. Hey, everyone. My name's uh, Chris Lamberts, and wait, how? Wait, wait how no, do we yeah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. I'm so used to seeing the camera and doing like, yeah, the, the YouTube. Right. Welcome to Watching the Throne. Uh, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And my name is Travis Bean, and we are just like, I mean, look at us. We are just thriving with energy here like, coming out of that Kanye concert. Like, we are just all jacked up and ready to go. Yeah, you know, we were just hyped to the moon and back. <laughs> oh, man. We're also trying to stay kind of quiet because my wife is sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so we're keeping the volume down. We're also, we got, I got in, okay, my flight this morning uh-huh. was 10 o'clock, and I flew from Texas to Chicago, got it at 1.00 then we've been going ever since yeah like you picked me up at the airport and so it's now two yeah so it's like 13 <laughs> hours of just like nonstop, non-stop like go 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 we got to the stadium around 4 30 mm-hmm. oh yeah we're gonna be talking about the donda oh yeah that's like, why chicago we're here listening party <laughs> so we're in chicago uh for the listening events you may have seen other videos we made uh on youtube or if you're listening to the podcast um, we were there. So we got to the stadium around 4.30, and then Kanye didn't start performing until 10.50. Yeah, So which is normal. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so six hours of just, like, killing time. Yeah. And it was so hot. But it was fun, like, just, like, fun. meet people who liked the show and yeah. got to meet up with Black Mass. Like, that was cool. Yeah, getting to meet Black Mass was cool. Getting to meet so many... Of y'all that listen to the podcast, that watch the YouTube channel, that follow us on Twitter was just really yeah. fantastic. It made both, uh, it was definitely the highlight of both the Atlanta yeah. and Chicago listening parties that we attended. Yeah, it's for like, sure. Even though we got to see like Kanye, like, I guess. Kind of see to, him. Yeah, kind of see Kanye <laughs> and listen to the music. Uh, the people were yeah. very much the highlights. Absolutely. Um Man, so this album, we just did a live video and we talked a little bit about it, but it's... I guess we'll reiterate everything we said. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm very torn because, like, there were so many things about both the listening party and the album that were really impressive and that I really enjoyed that made both the experience and the events very special uh, and lived up to, I think... A lot of the hype, or at least the the threshold for me being satisfied. But then there are so many elements to both the listening party and the album 
that leave me feeling pretty disappointed by some of the decisions that Kanye made. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're feeling the same way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are too, because I mean, obviously like you're crazy if you don't think the second listening party was an upgrade over the first, like just like the Psalms that were added, like all the textures that were added, the songs, all the new features we got, like Jesus Lord, Kid Cudi on moon. Like it was, it was so epic. And like, it felt so special when you were listening to it that you get really attached to it, which is what happened to me. Like I got so attached to that. And so I'm going to the third listening party, like, okay, like that's the album. And now we're going to hear like a finalized version of that where he fixes, you know, all the verses that weren't done and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it starts and it's like clear from the get go. It's something different. Yeah. It starts with the Donda interlude (laughs) and like, you don't hear push a T at the beginning and it's just all in like, and as that was happening, like it's tough to get your footing when like you've grown so used to like what the album is Yeah, that it's, it it took me a bit to like remove myself from that and be like, you, you have to be in the moment, Travis, like just be here with the album, which again is hard to do because it's kind of hard to hear the album at these listening events. So like, it was very disorienting, you know, for the first uh, forty-five-ish minutes. <laughs> so. Which it's an it was a ninety-minute album yeah, essentially, right? From like first song to the last, which is kind of wild because Jesus Lord, the second listening party, it was an hour twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and Jesus Lord was essentially a twelve to fifteen-minute song, right? And Kanye cut that down to five minutes, five six, yeah, something like that. So he took out a decent chunk of the longest song, but still managed to make, Oh, cause he extended, I, uh, I know God breathed on this. Right. And he also extended pure souls that outro sounded like it. Yeah. And something added to songs. So there was definitely these additions, but yeah, even right off the bat jail was yeah was like the second or third song. Yeah. It went, it went uh, the Donda interlude. Wasn't it the first song? Was it the first song? I feel like it was the first oh, one. Oh, man. Okay. Um, After and, the Donda interlude. And then yeah. it went to I Know God Breathed on this. And it's so not a Donda it's, interlude anymore if it's the first song. No, it's just the Donda The Donda intro. prelude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you get, uh, you hear Kanye in jail and you're waiting for Jay-Z to come in. And then it just wasn't Jay-Z. And that's the thing with the audio at the actual event. You can't make out lyrics, essentially. Like, maybe some things here and there, but you're not... Like, you can't even really tell who it is unless, yeah. like, you knew beforehand who it was. Yeah, exactly. So we could just tell that's not Jay-Z. We couldn't tell that it was baby, And then everybody on Twitter is just saying, hey, it was baby." <laughs> like, why? Why? <laughs> baby's not Jay. And that actually ended up being a theme because we put on the live stream just to be able to see because we were positioned at the back of the house which this was one of the things in talking about their disappointing things, but also cool things. It was amazing to see the house and the staging and the smoke early on. It felt very epic, cinematic. And then when the cars started coming out and circling and the people started circling, all of that was very cool. But we were 15 minutes in until we realized Kanye was at the front of the house. Yeah, we just didn't know he was there. Just chilling on the porch, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing in that Kanye came around to the back of the house twice <laughs> over the entire 90 minutes that the album yeah, was playing. and just kind of stood there and didn't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and on the porch, he was, I mean, he was dancing a little bit yeah. at the beginning, but it's just, 
a lot of the focus was on the front and the tickets didn't say like obstructed view yeah, or anything right. like that. So it was a little disheartening to know that while we we're getting to see a lot of the performance around Kanye, we weren't really able to see Kanye throughout most of that. And then what, where was I going with that? <laughs> you were just so wrapped up in how disappointing that was. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Oh, um, Marilyn Manson. Oh, right. So we didn't know Marilyn Manson was standing there. So we find out about DaBaby, and then we find out Marilyn Manson's on the front porch. And there was a lot of controversy about Marilyn Manson and abusive past relationships, mm -hmm. like severely abusive past relationships. And then you have DaBaby at essentially canceled for saying very homophobic right. comments and now you have Kanye embracing both of them. Mm -hmm. And it feels like such a Kanye maneuver in both a good and bad way because right. Kanye has a history of siding with people that are on, I think that are getting, uh, whatchamacallit, what's the word that I wanna use? Are justified for people being angry at them. Right. And they do deserve criticism and in some ways like less of a platform right and kanye tends to defend uh which has been problematic in the past but here i th i'm torn because on the one hand why just why like court that controversy why court that criticism that people are going to lob at you for that just the the bad look of it but then you look at the concept of what this album is doing and what the listening party was about, and it seemed very much in this vein of starting with the idea of jail and people that have transgressed and moving to this idea of Jesus Lord, where in the middle of the album, you have Kanye bringing up the song where it says, do you know anyone that needs Jesus? Clearly these people right. who have transgressed in this way are in need of Jesus. And then the album ends the penultimate song is Pure Souls and then No Child Left Behind, right. which then starts to feel like you can see this arc of going from right. jail to a need of Jesus to your soul being purified and Kanye even setting himself on fire, which we couldn't see yeah. uh, during the listening party. <laughs> he should have just like ran around the house while yeah, on seriously. fire. Yeah, seriously. You know? Or just gone on the roof. Yeah, be on the roof. <laughs> be on the roof. Uh, yeah. So it's one of those things with, like, you could make the argument that artistically Kanye has them there because it fits with the theme. And then also if Kanye views himself as a Christian that is supposed to help others rediscover the path in the midst of controversy, mm. like, isn't that the Christian thing to do to go to somebody like DaBaby and to try to help him find his way, to go to someone like Marilyn Manson and help him find his way? So I get the arguments and even the artistic reasoning for it, but I still don't think that takes away the criticism for still engaging because you don't have to do that. There's plenty of other people that you can try and Yeah, help. but that's mm -hmm. Kanye West. Like yeah. he's he's the kind of person that will take that extra step and that isn't necessarily like I don't even know if it's like worth going into the debate if it's a good or bad thing. It's just like it's the step he takes like yeah. that's how far he'll go to like make a point about his art and to bring out the art of what he's doing it's uh 
and I, I do appreciate that about him, but like, as you're describing, like that comes with a conflict of emotions. Like it's just something that yep. it's hard to like, again, classify as good or bad. It, it's just Kanye and it's going to be controversial because like, that's what he does. What he, does. <laughs> he goes that extra step that no one else will go. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's... we like him for that, but we also kind yeah. of cringe at it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're just like, I don't know if that was the right call. Because you know that's going to be a ton of like articles that are going to be well, like Kanye supports. And you can try to have that conversation of, well, here's why he was doing it. Right. But that's not going to matter to a lot of people. And that's a fair, that's a fair conversation. Should it matter? Does it matter if he has... A reason and to some people yes and mm. to other people no it really depends on where you draw the line in the sand right so i understand why some people are upset about that probably and why other people are just perplexed hmm. well moving beyond that i guess the yeah. music the music yeah so we've talked a lot about negatives yeah so far which we'll have more to talk about um <laughs> uh, but what were the positive like how do you do you still feel like this album could be in the top three for you? Because that's what we were saying after listening party two was that that version of Donda could be in the top three Kanye yeah. albums for us. It's uh, <clears throat> it's weird because like, OK, yes, like I don't like that Jay's not on jail. I don't like the kids not a moon. I don't like hearing Pusha gone. I want the life of the party song. I want the Donda uh, intro and everything. Like I loved all of that. And like, I had started forming in my head, like what the album was because of that. Um, mm -hmm. Seeing Kanye go from like, it's starting with Donda in the beginning, her giving this speech and him remembering what she represented. And then seeing him like, you know, being pulled in by his demons or like, you know, going aggro, like the typical Kanye thing he does where he's sort of super aggressive at the beginning of the album and then yeah. learns to like tame it down a little bit, which you see him do. He like, he, he thinks about God and Jesus and he thinks about his life with Kim and what he's losing. And, and then the end of the album is like the move forward. And I got really attached to that. And I loved all that. Um, so because of that, it was hard to like, like, I was looking for that narrative and I do actually think that narrative is like kind of still there and everything. Yeah. So, and I'm interested to get it to the, the, to the lyrics and the production and everything. Um, but I mean, once I, <laughs> once I step away from the fact that like, I loved all those songs that aren't there, which <laughs> makes it sound like I couldn't possibly love the new album, all the songs that are there, like I do love, like I love yeah. the sound of this album. Like it still sounded incredible. And one of the main reasons I, I couldn't grasp it is like I had, like, like I said, like I had lost my footing. Like I thought I knew what the record was. I thought I knew what the, the energy of it was in terms of like the sequencing. Um, but that was gone. And so when I, when I kind of settled down from that and just started easing into the album, I did start to realize like, I love all of these songs. Like they sound so good and I'm going to, I know I'm going to gain even more appreciation for them once we start listening to it. So it's tough for me to say right now if it is that top three, but like when I think about it, like you were just on the call and saying like how like it, it, there were, um, oh, oh, sorry, the live uh, video we did and a lot of people were saying like, oh, the album's so different. Like the album's actually like not super different. Like yeah. those pieces are missing that I liked, but like for the most part, the album's kind of the same, just in a different order. Yeah. And I loved the album before. So like, I think I just need to, again, find my footing with it. And once I do that, like, I do think it, it has top three potential. Okay. That's good. So. I, uh, I just checked iTunes 
and <laughs> still not available. Still in pre-order. All check Spotify while you talk. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I still think it could, has top three potential. The, the thing I'm worried about, <laughs> I was worried about the album being much shorter. Uh, that was not a problem. Yeah, that was not a problem. <laughs> but I'm still worried about some of the, the, the mid portion, like mm-hmm. the songs between Hurricane and uh, Jesus Lord. Sure. I feel like there was still some like, you could feel the energy in the stadium kind of start to yes, I agree. lessen. Like everybody was on their feet for the first five songs. And of course, people aren't going to be on their feet for the full hour and a half. But there was definitely a point where the energy kind of fell out uh, after Hurricane. And that was the beauty of the sequence of the, on the second time is like it had those waves. It was really good with like the waves yeah. and like pulling you in and out and like you get sucked back in and then you're in it for a run of three songs like. This kind of wasn't really that. No. So it's going to be strange if we, if that ends up being the track list, which we still don't know if that's no idea. going to be the track list. Like Hurricane's still listed as the second song on iTunes, but that probably doesn't mean that much. Yeah, no. Uh, so I don't know if there are going to be some like weaker songs to where. But I also felt that way about the life of Pablo. I wasn't sure if highlights right. and feedback and mm-hmm. some of these other songs were going to bring the energy level down. Right. And they ended up being just fine. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when we actually get to listen to the album. Y'all have actually, excuse me, if you weren't there in Chicago, you've had a very different experience because as we were saying, we still haven't really gotten to sit down with the album, like right. what you heard and get the intricacies of it, the details of it. So we were getting a lot of energy from the songs and getting kind of the most superficial aspects of them. It sounded like there were a lot more details and flourishes right. on some of the tracks that we had heard before. Like Off the Grid sounded yeah. much fuller. Um, but I don't know. So I guess still top three potential, but I'm more skeptical than I was coming out of I agree. LP2. And I'm still befuddled by the fact that We Made It is, oh, yeah. is on there. Like, that was strange. <laughs> and then I still don't know what the Ruga song is uh, that people are talking about in our live stream. They were saying, like... We couldn't really hear it, so that's yeah, all that was. They were saying it was GD, and it's like a That's gang. not the second to last song, right? No, no. That song was cool. That song was cool, which that was Come to Life. Come to Life, okay. Yeah. Which uh, they talked about Tyler being on or producing. Okay. Uh, but I, I didn't hear any Tyler. No. I, I mean, I wouldn't have known if he was on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I guess one thing, though, I did take away and something that I, <laughs> once I stopped... Uh, being so selfish i think at one point where like i wanted the album to be one thing and like i had myself so much that it was going to be this thing and i and i kind of eased out of that and i got more and like 
objective art critic, like trying to understand Kanye mode. Um, one thing I really started to think about and realize is that I think why he took Cuddy off and Jay off and Pusha oh, off yeah, yeah. is like the big reasons we all loved all that is because it's Kanye. And like, hell yeah, hell yeah, Jay's on a Kanye song. Like, we're so happy about that. Cuddy's back. Him and Pusha to your trading bars. Like, that's all the stuff we expect Kanye to do. But Kanye's in this mode where, like, he wants to be reborn. And he's changing his name to Ye. And all of those moves, like, they feel so pointed in a way that, like, he's trying to move away from what we expect him to do. Yeah. And what Kanye's classically done. And he's trying to make an album that truly represents his rebirth and a step in a new direction. And if that really is why he did all that stuff, like I totally get it and I understand and like, I'm fine with it because we have all the other listening parties and I can go watch those. If I want to hear Jay-Z do his verse, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that's cool that like we've had this listening party experience and seen it evolve. And it's now we've reached this third stage where Connie's taken it to this level that truly represents him. Uh, again, if that's what he's doing, I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> but if that is what he's doing and he's trying to turn this album into something that like is his and represents this growth and this new step, then I'm all for that. I love that we witnessed that progression. Yeah, seeing the, I think it is cool getting to see the progress over time. And that's one of the things that was just jumping out to me was thinking about Jail. The fact that Jail on the first listening party was the final song. Mm -hmm. And then for the second listening party, it came in in the middle. Yeah. And then now for the third listening party, it's the first song. So I don't know if that's pointed Right, if Kanye knew the whole time I'm going to be doing three listening parties and Jail's just going to kind of float between all of them, uh -huh. or if it's just him kind of testing it out and ending up liking it. If you remember the uh, track lists for Swish Waves, The Life of Pablo, Ultra Light Beam kept jumping back and forth. Right. It was initially a final song, and then it was an opening song, final song, opening song. So Kanye was kind of unsure what to do with Ultra Light Beam, and it works either way. You can mm -hmm. add it to the beginning, you can add it to the end, because it is such an overview song. And Jail is one of those songs, too, that you can have it on the end if you want it to feel like Kanye is, like, it's a downturn. Right. And then you have it in the middle if you want it to be a pivot point, and then you have it at the beginning if you want to start us in this negative space. Right in order to have the hero climb out of this uh, jail. Right. Which is what we're talking about with DaBaby and Marilyn Manson. And <clears throat> there was a woman that was on stage as well, or on the porch with Kanye at all. And people ended up looking her up. And apparently she's saying that she's pregnant with Drake's child. So that's also like that dramatic. Kanye's going there. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Still don't know how I feel about that oh, one. <laughs> Drake dropped a single hours really? ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we still don't know anything about that. We've been so locked into... Is it the Sexy Boy song? Too what Sexy. Too Sexy. Yeah. So we'll see if that... Might as well be called Sexy Boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did that have shots at Kanye on it? We'll see. I don't know. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, so for people that were thinking about the Divine Comedy... Uh, that was one of the major theories that started being passed around during the second listening party or in the aftermath of it was that Kanye was working through these chapters of the divine comedy, 
by Dante Alighieri. Uh, most people know Dante's Inferno, mm -hmm. which is where the story starts. So Dante, the poet, writes about this experience that he has where Virgil, a famous poet, is sent down by Beatrice, who's Dante's muse, to guide Dante through the inferno or hell to purgatory and ultimately to paradise or heaven uh, in order to have this journey that gives him perspective so he can write about mm -hmm. what exists in the spiritual world and give people an understanding of it and you know in the inferno he meets a lot of people that sinned a lot of people that are historical figures a lot of people that were modern figures mm -hmm. it ends up getting a lot into italian politics at the time really being a, a criticism of a lot of the political parties so you have Virgil leading Dante through there, uh, and it's very hellacious, mm -hmm. very graphic. And then you get to Purgatory, and they climb up a mountain, and it's very neutral. You're meeting people that didn't quite do good enough to get into heaven, but people that weren't bad enough to get into hell. And then you get to Paradise. And when he arrives in Paradise, Dante ends up being guided by Beatrice. Mm -hmm. So Virgil disappears, and he has this huge moment of catharsis of finally getting to be reunited with Beatrice. And the thing is, that makes it a little strange, is Dante was married, and Beatrice was not his wife. Mm -hmm. It was just the daughter of somebody that he knew, and he had only talked with her like twice in his life, mm. but formed this attachment to her as this great muse and this embodiment of all of these... Uh, like religious elements and the best of humanity so he had this platonic honorific relationship with her that wasn't romantic but he's gushing over her in the mm. story and she serves this very empowering presence and ends up being very cathartic when he meets her and then in this listening party it culminates with kim coming out in this white veil and dress and gown and it f she feels very angelic mm -hmm. right i thought at first it was supposed to represent donna yeah right but it seemed not to and when kanye got up to kim he took his mask off and it seemed to be kind of a happy ending a lot of people were thinking kanye and kim were back together but apparently they released a statement to tmz already or tmz got a I statement don't even think that would really fit with like, I don't see yeah. why that would be necessary <laughs> for them to be back together. Like, I think it's more the point is like Kim, you know, the album being called Donda and Kanye, like honoring her. It, it just makes sense that like it ends with the mother of his children here now, like the mother who's actually here and yeah. like him being able to carry forward and and carry on Donda's legacy like. Kim can carry that and he can carry that too, like being a good father and like and them remaining a unit. They don't have to be together to do that. No, it's just kind of an act of like we are on good terms. Right. And there's beauty in that, especially with this idea of no child left behind. Like They're essentially showing their children. Right. Look at what we have between us. We're not leaving you all. It's really nice. But yeah. uh, it was also fitting i think in terms of the the divine comedy theory that people yeah, had right uh okay so tmz says now our sources with direct knowledge have told us for weeks the two are not back together but they're forever family 
Kim and Kanye have always supported the other's endeavors and will continue to do that in the future, whether it be a collaborative effort or not. Our sources say Kim was happy to do it for Kanye and the events, which was so important to him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're a dynamic duo. That's what they do. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And like they're thinking about the kids and you're totally right. Like it's so interesting. I mean, that's the other huge part of this is like that second die on the listed party, like part of the reason I loved it is like it felt so focused on Kanye and like him like moving on finally dealing with the grief of losing Donda and thinking about like what she represented to him. But this feels like, like it kind of goes a step further. Like it's him thinking about his own kids. Yeah. Like that's now what no child left behind kind of feels like with Kim being there. Like that's what Kanye's going for now. And it kind of transcends, like it, it kind of makes me think like the perception I had of Donda beforehand was like kind of simple and classic and like what you would expect somebody who made an album about their mom to do. Um, he really took it in a different direction and it's like, it's really dark and it's, I don't know. It, it's just, I think there's just a lot more there to it than I was giving that I was allowing it to have. And, and now that we have the chance to listen to the record soon, I'm really interested to see like what he did with it. Yeah. One of the things that's jumping out to me as you say that is it almost feels like no child left behind could be about more than his kids as well to the idea of, you're not going to leave people behind in jail. So yeah. it starts with this idea of people being in jail and going to like purifying souls. Right. And this idea of, okay, we're not going to leave a child behind. We're going to do the work to help people. And right. <clears throat> That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, so the most disappointing thing to me for the listening party was them not burning the house down. <laughs> <laughs> which you talked about expectations being raised. Yeah, everyone thought it was going to happen. Everyone thought it was going to happen. And there were times they, around the fence, if you watched, yeah. they kicked off these red sparklers. And it was like, oh, now what's going to happen? Yeah. Now what's going to happen? And it was kind of cheesy in hindsight <laughs> that it didn't set up the fire. And then Kanye, I guess, did the catch himself on fire. But we couldn't see that. Couldn't see it. Most of the stadium couldn't see that. So you just saw the house start to smoke and they projected fire on top of it, which is such a cop out. And then after the show, after the music stopped, it seemed like they might do the fire thing. Uh, and like the lights came back on it. Everybody that was leaving stopped and you saw people ready to see the flames and then nothing. So that was really disappointing to me. Yeah, they probably can't do that. Probably not. Yeah, everyone in that stadium is like sucking in fumes from a giant fire in the center. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have lawsuits in three years. Yeah. I mean, that is a bummer, I guess. I, I guess that was kind of the big thing. I, I hate to complain too much because Connie was playing his album for everybody. And that's technically why we were there. Yeah. But it's a bummer to not see Kanye. Yeah. It's kind of weird and made it a little less special i thought especially for the ticket prices yeah that's what i mean <laughs> he yeah he charged so much for this where the first show was 30 to 70 dollars per ticket mm -hmm. i think the second one was in a similar range like right. 50 to 100 and this one was like 100 to 400 yeah it was a lot for tickets which is wild um but the visuals before were amazing yeah hmm. i mean Ultimately, like, like I said, like I, I loved the whole experience of like seeing the album progress and 
and watching Kanye like however he needed to express this journey he's gone on making the album. I mean, like we got an inside view into yeah. the making of what could potentially be an you know, a legendary album. You don't ever get that. People don't give you that. They hmm. they complete the album like weeks ahead of time and have a marketing strategy to hmm. roll out like all this stuff. Like Kanye just like allowed you to see it. And like we got to witness this album change and and he and you have to know when you do something like that, people are gonna be attached to other versions of it and hate the version you eventually put out. Like yeah. it, it's kind of a bold thing to do. And I really appreciate it. And like and again, this is what I keep going back to is like I know I'm going to love it the version we get because like I know that's the version Kanye wanted and like there's a reason he gave us this version and like it's up to us it's kind of our job on this show to figure <laughs> out like why he did that yeah so like I'm going to love the new album no matter what I, I mean I can be as sad as I want about losing you know Cuddy and Jay but like I think I'm more excited to just like understand it yeah I'm really looking forward to let me check iTunes <laughs> okay I'll check Spotify when it finally comes out and could everyone else out there check whatever streaming platforms you have and then message us nope still not out no nope. four thousand four hundred jesus reviews. is keen is still the last album he's put out on, on my rats <laughs> well then anything else god is there anything else uh the last thing is just that jesus the lord was cut down yeah did we talk about that no i don't think we did the edits to Oof. jesus lord that was sad. That's the thing I'm most upset about. The, on the one hand, okay, the thing that I love most about Jesus Lord was that Kanye had this long, full, extended verse, and he kept that. So. Yeah, that's still there. And the J Electronica verse is also great. Also great. So two of the main features of it that were awesome are still there. But the thing that I loved was that it was legitimately the most epic song Kanye had ever made in terms of having the features of So Appalled but the runtime of Runaway. Right. Which was just incredible. Yeah. And having like all of those people there, like all of these like seasoned voices, like giving these epic verses and ending with Larry Hoover Jr. Like it just like the whole thing just from a, a sonic standpoint was, it was just so cathartic and satisfying. It was incredible. Did he take off everyone that he had to pay the most money to? <laughs> Maybe. Is that <laughs> is that what it comes down to? Like, I don't want to have to, like, pay all these people. It could be that, like, he was looking at the track list and was like, guys, like, this album's over an hour and a half. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I need to cut down Jesus Lord to just, like, two verses. Yeah, because it would have been, if he had kept it nearly an hour 45. It, yeah, it would have been over an hour and a half for sure. But if you take out Pop Smoke, just take out We Made It. <laughs> Stop trying to put Chris is really on that train into the album. <laughs> that song sounds good. I don't know. I don't mind it. <laughs> it's already on an album, but it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't sound the same. Hmm. I like. I like Kanye's version more. I think that sounds really good. Okay. Okay. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if but... it means getting a longer Jesus Lord, then I agree with you. Yes. Just think, <laughs> every minute of another song is a minute we can add back to Jesus Lord. Okay, you've sold me. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll I don't know if we're gonna listen to the lives. It depends. Like if the album's out by the time we wake up tomorrow, yeah, we'll just be listening to the album, and we'll probably do another episode on like first impressions, first impressions, yeah, yeah before we start the season. Yep. So ideally, like we're coming back Monday with the first impressions, and yeah, hopefully Tuesday getting into the oh god the analysis. Fudge. Yeah, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll see how that goes. And of course, as there are more details emerging about the album or things around the album, we'll be making YouTube videos and mm. and if the album does drop, we'll be on um Green Room. We'll be in an episode of Cole Kushner from Dissect tomorrow. Yeah. But that's not looking so good at the moment. If the you mean the album dropping? Yeah. Yeah, we'll if see. the album doesn't drop, then we won't be doing that. <laughs> I wonder if We'll do it whenever it drops. How's Black Mass doing? He might get it bad. If the album doesn't drop today, he's going to be blacklisted by the Kanye community. Yeah. I feel like he's about to feel the wrath of the Kanye community. Oh, gosh. You want to read that? I... Yeah, sorry. I was just reading and trying to see. Um, He just said, a whole night uh, fucked up for everyone. Disappointing. I'll be back when I know something, but until then. And then following it up with, not disappointing music-wise, I meant all the shit I had to deal with out of my control, along with most of y'all on here swarming whenever shit I'm not aware of changes. Yeah. uh, He played the dangerous game of, like, updating Kanye fans on things. Yeah. I just want to say, like, if if you're someone watching this that may be thinking of sending an angry tweet at Black Mass or anyone else, just lay off. <laughs> like, the people that try to update are just trying to do their best, thinking that they're going to be helpful. Right. And Kanye is very mercurial. And he can tell someone one thing and then go do something else. Right. Because he just changes his mind like that. So people are going into it with the best of intentions. And the fact that things don't pan out perfectly each and every time is just a byproduct of Kanye. So it's not needed for you to punish them because they're probably already feeling bad. So instead of sending that mean tweet to them, like find someone else to send a nice tweet to or just redirect that energy in a different way. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, go punch a punching bag or something. Yeah. Get it out that way. Punching bags are great. <laughs> That's what they're made for. Yeah. So you don't have to hit people <laughs> or yell at them on Twitter. Yeah. So don't yell at people. As I, well, I did that Lonnie Love woman. Did you see that? Oh, her. Yeah. Well, she deserved it. She called, she was uh, this woman that's on uh, Entertainment News. They were talking about Kanye changing his name to Ye. And she went on this two-minute rant about how it was disrespectful to Kanye's mom. It's a name she gave him. And she calls Donda Danya. And it's just, you know, if you're going to... She walked right into that one. Yeah, if you're going to be saying someone's disrespectful to their mother... And then you mispronounce their name. You butcher their name. It's not just you said yeah. you misspoke. It's You clearly didn't know the name. So stupid. <sighs> it's frustrating. The, the the worst part of all that is you even gave that woman the time of day. Yeah. You know, she blocked me. <laughs> really? Yeah. All I said in my message to her was... You you were very... I didn't think you were, like, mean or anything. No, I just said you called Donda Danya when you were saying Kanye's being disrespectful and put sad emoji yeah she blocked me but you know that's I think the difference she wasn't trying to be helpful she was being critical right and just called out the irony where somebody that's trying to be helpful you know just be nice yeah leave the guy alone (laughs) just be nice yeah or don't say anything yeah Yeah. or say anything at all okay well then alright that was fun um 
yeah. We'll be back soon when we're less tired and ready to talk about it. I'm so excited for bed. Until next time. Stay wavy. Keep it loopy. Tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky This is the last call for alcohol Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.